A special announcement before we get started. Enrollment to Mind Over ARE is officially open. We only open a couple times a year and it is currently open. So you can head over to the website dci.beyoungdesign.com slash mind dash over dash ARE. This is my signature program where you learn the four essential pillars that you need to pass the ARE. I literally give you a proven blueprint to becoming a licensed architect. But here's the thing. The enrollment period is literally only a couple days. So if you're listening to this, the doors are still open. Go get in right now while you can. Come join me. We already are starting to see incredible people come in, and I cannot wait to get started. Okay, let's start the show. Welcome to Design, Create, Inspire with me, Bryn Young. I'm an architect and entrepreneur with a background in interior design and small business management. I have been running a successful award-winning architecture firm for over six years, and I'm here to discuss all things design and business. There are over 1 million podcasts to choose from, so thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I hope to bring you value with every episode I create, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Design, Create, Inspire. So as promised, I am not waiting six months until I'm getting you another review for this ARE series. It's finally here. I am going to be reviewing programming and analysis. Now, PA is really exciting because it is officially the first design uh, exam. And I say that with quotes because all of them are design exams, but um, this one is the first that is um, really reviewing the stuff that excites us as architects. So um, this one, because of that, does mean it's uh, starting to dive into a little bit of those tougher exams. So let's just dive into it, kind of what's on it, what's what to expect, some helpful, helpful tips and tricks I have for getting through it. I have a little like... Um, not cheat cheat because we don't cheat in these exams, but you know what I mean? A little like a bullet point of what you should be going over when you study. Like, okay, make sure I studied this, make sure I studied this. Oh, randomly I'm gonna need soils and why do I need to know soils? So little things like that I'm gonna go through. So it's important for you to um, listen and find out all those little tips. Also, you can go into the blog post linked below um, for more um, visuals and um, links and all that good stuff. So if this is your first video with me, my name is Bryn Young. I'm an architect here in San Diego. If you have already taken some of the exams and you're taking PA right now, then um, this is perfect video for you. If you haven't taken any of the exams and you don't really know where to start, I would recommend some of my other videos like um, starting with the how to get through the architecture exam, all about failing and passing, where to start, what order to take them in, all that good stuff. Um, and then I go through um, the different exams so far. I have co covered practice management, project management, and CE, construction evaluation. So I recommend those 
um, and then come and, and do PA. But let's just dive into it, okay? So first, um, as always, I really like to talk about uh, the different sections and what's on them, just to give you a rough idea. And definitely go download the architect, um, the Airy handbook, because that will give you, uh, you know, more information that you need to know, a couple quizzes or, um, you know, practice exam questions. That is like the bare minimum at this point. If this isn't your first exam, you know that, that you can't pass them based on that. So that's just to get you kind of established. Um, but uh, it, it also helps you know like what's on the exam. So let's go through it. So programming and analysis, there's going to be 75 questions. Don't uh, let that, you know, seem easy breezy. That's still a, a lot. And it's a three hour exam. Um, my first time I went in there, I figured that I had it. I was working on quite a few projects um, that we were actually in the programming phase. Um, I was working with soils conditions. I was working with um, site parameters. This was actually a very constrained site that I was working on. So I was like, I got this. I studied hard. I went in there. I failed the first time. So um, it took me a little bit by surprise because I thought that my experience in the field, also that this wasn't my first exam. I figured that I had it. Um, for me, it just was a little bit trickier. So um, I, I say that just to make sure that you uh, don't just rely on your experience. You don't just rely on the fact that you've taken the exams before. Um, definitely go in there, test out um, your knowledge and make sure that you are uh, really, you know, understanding the concepts for this exam. So the sections, there's going to be four sections. The first section is going to be environmental and contextual conditions. So let's remember programming and evaluation. Um, uh, I'm sorry, programming and analysis. This is kind of like the macro of the design. So each test from here on out is going to be taking the exams and going a little bit more micro each time. So what that means is the PA exam is going to be, what's the overall concept for um, starting this design? What is the project context? What is the building allowable square footage? What, is, what are the, a lot of the design parameters that are going to shape our building before we've even designed anything? So where's the sun? Where's the wind? Um, what's the topography like on our site? Do we have any hillsides that we need to take into account? Um, are there soils conditions that we need to be aware of or maybe um, stream beds or creeks that can go through the property and how that affects where we can build and how we can build it. So environmental and contextual con conditions, we're going to be um, looking at a lot of those things, a lot of uh, the environmental conditions of the site specifically. Um, we're gonna be looking at um, what's the optimal layout and orientation for sustainability aspects. So when we're looking at a site, how can we think about sustainability from the very beginning and passively as well? So how can we optimize the cross ventilation, the 
um, the sun. And also with that, we need to understand where the project is located. So they're going to possibly give you a location and depending on if you're in Maine or you're San Diego, that's going to affect where and how you build. So you have to understand, does that make sense to build on what portion of a hill in Maine? Um, in uh, what orientation of the hill? Uh, where's the wind coming? Little things like that. Um, even like windmills, like where would a windmill be optimal in, in the position? Stuff like that. So understanding really a deeper level of context of um, the world too, like the access that the world's on, um, all those things and how that really affects how our buildings are going to start being designed. So number two is codes and regulations. So this is really going to be um, not totally the first exam that has codes in it, but the first time we're really going to dive deep into codes and regulations. Um, we're really going to have to have a good understanding of ADA and um, local jurisdiction codes. So um, what are the zoning requirements? What are the uh, allowable things like setback, floor area ratio? Um, again, how are our codes and regulations going to start shaping our buildings? With this too, we have other codes like the energy codes. We have the international building code. So the IBC, that is going to be critical for this exam. We um, want to dive into certain chapters. Chapter 10 is a really good um, uh, chapter for the International Building Code. There's a book, Building Codes Illustrated, that's really good because it helps break down um, different codes and helps really provide a good understanding of that. So I highly recommend that. Also, I'm kind of rushing through this. So um, I do recommend going and reading my blog post too. And I have all the links there. So um, I just wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter, so I'm sorry if I'm kind of rushing through it. I can also do another um, secondary video if needed, just let me know. But again, I just kind of want to dive through it and 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 uh, kind of hit the pinpoints or the, the, the hot topics. I don't know. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, codes and regulations. Uh, okay, section three is going to be site analysis and programming. So this is similar to the environmental context and whatnot, um, but really analyzing more of the site that maybe doesn't have to do with environmental, like maybe where the roads are, how is access to the site? What are the utilities like? Is there um, already power? Where's the power located? Um, things like sewer, and and water and all those things that you need to, to build. Um, and with that understanding and, and evaluating a project and understanding if it's feasible or a site, if a site's feasible for designing on. So all of that will be really important for this section, um, how you can really use the site. Section four is going to be on building analysis and programming. So this is similar to site, except for now we're being um, more building specific. 
So this is where we're gonna start really having to dive into occupant loads. So what is, um, what's the building made out of? What is the construction type? What does that mean for what type of occupancy you can have and what kind of loads you can have for the occupants? Um, table 503 is a really, really important one for uh, this and many more exams. So I highly recommend knowing that. I believe that's in chapter five of the IBC. I should know this like the back of my hand. Yeah, chapter five. Um, there's a good chance that you might get table 503 in your exam. But even if you do, you have to really understand how to use it and what it means. Like what is net? What is gross? What is, how do you, um, what do the different construction types mean? What do the different um, occupant types mean? Because even if they give you the tables, you have to really understand it and you don't have enough time to really like take your time and read through it. You know, need to know exactly where to find it, how to find it. So I recommend, um, and now in retrospect, I can't remember if it's specifically this exam, but I do recommend knowing table 503, like the back of your hand. Um, you're gonna need it for PPD, you're gonna need it for PDD. And if you are in uh, California, you will need it for the CSE. So just do it, I highly recommend it. Okay, so what else do we need to know for building analysis? Um, things, again, like ADA, um, access, um, things like uh, frontage, like um, area frontage, what the area of the building can be, what sort of increases can you have in that area based on things like fire sprinklers, um, all that good stuff. So it's really important. We're kind of looking at it as a whole in terms of the site itself. And then now we're looking at it as how are all of these codes, regulations, and parameters shaping our building. And essentially then we get the essence of a building, like how many square footage we can have, what's the, the construction type that we can have, where can we build it on the site, and then we can start having fun in designing it. So PA is really um, the important aspects that you need to know when you are starting an architecture project and something that can make or break a project because you could have this incredible design, but if it goes outside the setbacks, it's within a wetland, it uh, doesn't adhere to the height restrictions, it's not built out of the proper um, or designed out of the proper material, it can't be built. So there's no good in that. We always want to see our buildings built. So that's why that's so important. Um, Sorry for that beeping in the background. My dog keeps walking around outside. She's just free range. And uh, every time she does, she sets off the little beeper. Anyways, okay. So real quick, I'm gonna go through these extra tips for you. The IBC, the International Building Code. You're really gonna wanna know these chapters. So listen up. Three, five, six, and 10. It doesn't mean you don't need to know all of the chapters. You also will likely get some handouts of the, the code in the test, 
but they might give you some part of the code that doesn't really have anything to do. It's not very helpful. So you really want to have an understanding of um, those chapters. It's really important. Learn how to use the information there. Learn how to at least find the information. So if they do give you it all, you can quickly find it rather than spending and wasting your time like reading it all because you don't want to spend your time doing that. You're also going to need to know things like parking requirements. So what does that mean in terms of how many spaces are going to be needed? Um, what's the size of those spaces? You're going to have to do certain calculations. Stuff like that, they don't necessarily give you. So like you have to kind of know what the standard size is of a parking space. So um, little things like that. Um, allowable building footprint and area. Talked a little bit about that in terms of um, we're located on the site and how big it can be, even like the occupant loads. Again, that is a big, big one. There's also a lot on historical buildings. And I say a lot, but it could be, you know, again, like I've said, one test could have a lot of something and another test could have none. So in my experience, I experienced quite a few questions um, about historical buildings. So we have to understand how we need to treat those, what we can build, how we can um, utilize them, uh, what we're not allowed to do. So I have a link to um, the security standards in my blog post. So definitely go check that out. Um, and then also stuff like hazardous conditions. So what happens if you um, have an interaction with asbestos? What are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to scrape it off the wall um, or do you cover it up? Things like radon. If radon is um, big in your area, how do you mitigate for that or, or deal with that? Um, so having an understanding of some of these items. Soils, you wanna have a rough idea of soils. We, uh, as architects, will be given things like a soils report and we have to know how to understand what those are telling us and understand what that means for what we can design. So while the structural engineer is likely, you know, designing that foundation for the right soils, we still have to be able to either give a recommendation or um, have an understanding of what our options are. So what that means for what things can be built on, what sort of foundation is needed based on uh, those soils conditions, um, things like liquefaction and drainage, all those are really important. Um, the last thing I'm gonna kind of add in, in that is adjacency diagrams. So adjacency diagrams are really common in this exam and it may be something where they're asking you like a floor plan um, or even a site and they want you to place things on the site in whatever order that is needed. Here's a quick tip. And at least this was the way it was when I was taking the exams. I don't think it's changed, but you can rotate elements. So say they give you like a, um, a room and you need to make an adjacency diagram. Don't forget that you can rotate it. I forget what the command is. It's spacebar or it's on the screen. Sometimes to make it fit accurately, like it might look like it fits, but to make it actually the right answer, you have to rotate them. So just a little thing that like the first time I took it, I 
I did not know that and I did not rotate anything. I read that tip somewhere along the way, did that on the second time. I don't know, I doubt that's the reason I passed for the second time, but it's just something that I knew that I felt more confident in and helped me. So those are important. Okay, so um, as always, just some important things to remember. I say this all the time, but one, download my resource guide that, that takes um, into account what resources are needed for this exam. Don't study at all. Don't study things you don't need. Only study what's needed for this exam. Um, otherwise, it's overwhelming. I always recommend the um, ARE 5 review manual because it's such a great comprehensive look at the exam um, right now. So obviously you might be watching this way down the line, but as of today, it's the January 11th. Ballast is having a promo sale until January 30th, um, where I think everything's 20% off. So they do like a back to like a goal setting thing where they do this great sale. So um, I highly recommend jumping on that. I will have a link below. Um, if this isn't in January when you're watching it, they still typically have deals like all the time throughout the year. So see if there's any deals going on. Um, I'm pretty sure through my link, you also get 15% off, um, you know, so hopefully that works. So I know that they can be a little expensive, but if I only used like one main, I mean, if I only really did have one main book for these exams, the ARE 5 review manual is very comprehensive, goes deep into everything. So I do recommend it. Um, Building Construction Illustrated is also highly recommended for this exam and a lot of the other ones um, for really understanding um, codes, details, things like that. Again, download my um, uh, resource guide so that you can get a, like a whole comprehensive look at it. Don't forget things like filler words. They're trying to trick you and things. Try not to get overwhelmed by the question. Look uh, past the question and just know that you got this. So by now, hopefully this is maybe your fourth, no, yeah, fourth exam. So you know the protocol, take a deep breath. Um, you know, if you got it, you got it. And then you're you're over halfway done at this point. So. Great job, good job being here. And um, you know, you're, the light is at the end of the tunnel. If you have any questions, let me know. If you want me to dive deeper into anything, let's do it. Um, but you gotta let me know so we can do it. All right, I will see you guys soon for PPD. Have a good one, bye. Before you head out, just a friendly reminder that once again, the doors for Mind Over Airy are officially open, but they will close soon so that we can get started with our next group. So jump in now. I can't wait to get started and I'm excited to meet you and hear all about your exam journey. Have a beautiful day.